Hello, this is Alejandro Orozco, and you're listening to the PE Teacher Plus podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you a tool that I've been using recently, and it's a fitness journal. The reason why I believe it's important to use a fitness journal in PE is because it helps students track their fitness progress and reminds them of their goal. And if we have a goal and we track it, we're more likely to reach our goal. I got this idea because one day I was sitting in a professional development meeting and it was the whole staff when I worked at in downtown LA. And one of the teachers went up there to share with all the teachers how they use composition books, kind of like a journal, to keep all, not all, but keep their different assignments in there and they would staple or tape in parts of the like worksheet that they used and then answer questions and draw pictures. It was, I think, I believe it was might have been a history class or English, English class. And they were talking about, so it was like a journal. And I know after reading different books on personal development, how many of society's highest achievers, one of the things that many of them have in common is that they keep a journal. So I thought to myself, how would I apply this for PE? Well, one thing that's easy to track is your fitness. And at the time, I was teaching middle school, so grades 6th, 7th, and 8th. And we have our fitness test in grade 7, but all grade levels should be tracking their fitness at the middle school level for sure. So I started coming up with this idea, and I put it together. I've used it maybe the past, I believe, three at least three years. So I'm just going to walk you through how I use it, hopefully give you some ideas. And the end goal is to help students become more confident in their fitness because they can see the growth and improvement. And when they see the growth and improvement, then they have bigger buy-in towards fitness because they know that they are improving. And before you know it, as long as they keep improving, they can pass their fitness test and it hopefully will change the way they look like, look at exercise in case it wasn't in the most positive light at the time. And I'm using, you can use a spiral notebook or I've used also the composition books that they use a lot in English class. And what I found was the composition books, they wear better because if you have a spiral notebook, then that spiral can get kind of messed up and bent and the pages don't always or always open great over time, whereas a composition book, it will last longer, but it doesn't stay flat, and if students try to keep it flat by folding it as it's open, um, then that can wear also. So the reason why I like spiral notebooks is because when I have students tracking, let's say their split times, one lap, they can keep it open to that page and just leave it on their number or at the corner of the, or by the starting line. So when they come in, they can just grab their pencil and then they can quickly write down their split time. Whereas a composition book, well, they can, they can probably just put their pencil in there, but it's, so there's different, there's different benefits to each one. What I typically do is in the beginning of the school year, most teachers are talking about, well, this is our materials for our class, so parents and students understand that those first few days of school, they're going to go to the store and pick up supplies that they need for their classes. So this is a great time, the first week of school, even the first day of school, 
because it might be that day that they're going to go to the store. So you want to mention it day one is show them example of a spiral notebook or a composition book and say, you're going to need one of these for PE. And you can let them know either one is fine. You can share with them the benefits of either one. And most kids would have their, their notebook by the next day. And it's great because things are on sale. Usually you can get these things for like, I, I forget, but less than a dollar. Those first like back to school weeks. And what I do, because there's sometimes there's students who just don't either have the time. For some reason, they don't get it. They don't get the, their notebook. So as a teacher, oftentimes you, you're very aware of what stores have the deals. And you can pick up, I would pick up about 30 of them, like a class set. Usually they put a limit on how many you can buy when they're like 10 cents each. So I'll buy a class set. And if it's already been over a week and a student hasn't gotten their notebook, then I can offer them the one I have. But we want them to take ownership and go purchase it themselves. So day one, mention, to it, mention it to them. So I'm going to walk you through this notebook. On the cover, you put the name on it. Uh, and then on the very first page, I had them put their name, their date of birth, their age. And the reason why is because we're going to determine their healthy fitness zone. So we need that information. So we put their age, um, yeah, so their birth date. And then this is all on the very first page when you open the notebook and you stare at the first sheet with the lines on it. And then they put My Healthy Fitness Zone. And you can make it look any way you want, but this is the information. You can spread it out through the whole page. And I had them write mile and less than blank. So the other material that I pass out is I pass out a copy of the healthy fitness zone so i had them highlight not highlight but maybe underline their row and their row would have their gender their age and they can see how many how fast they need to run the mile how many push-ups they need to do how many curl-ups so we enter that information on the first page of that sheet so mile and less than and then blank or more push-ups to pass blank or more curl-ups so i had them copy that and the way you can do that is either you can sh walk around and show them yours. So you have an example and say, this is what I want you to write on the first page. If you're indoors, you have access to a, a document camera. You can have them, you can put that under the document camera and they can record it from the TV screen or the projector screen. You can make a copy, like a class set, and then just pass it around so that they can see what they need to write. And then have them turn that paper in so you can use it in the next class. And the other piece of material that I hand to them is, well, as I said, I give them the healthy fitness zone sheet and I had them staple it to the back of the front cover. So that way they can always reference it. And so I had to go over them, over with them, um, you know, how to find their age and underline the row. So that's, you can do that the first week. And what's great about this is sometimes they're not dressing the first few days because you're going over other expectations, ascending lockers. So this is a great activity that you can do to fill in that gap when it's not their turn to go get their locker and all that stuff. And so that's the very first step, the basic. Get a notebook, 
I like to staple a copy of the Healthy Fitness Zones, uh, the sheet. You can find them online, in like a PDF. And you just have to trim it so that it does, it's not sticking out of the edge of the notebook. Have, have him staple it to the back of the front cover. And on the very first sheet of paper, put their name, their birth date, their age. And then have them write down their healthy fitness zone numbers that they need to achieve. That way, if they always have it on their mind, when you reference it, and if you ask students, okay, how many push-ups do you need to do? They can quickly find that information. And if they have that number embedded in their head, then they're more likely to achieve it because they, they know the number. They know their numbers. If, you, if I were not to use this as a tool, I can pick any student in a random month, let's say February, before I started using these notebooks. And I'll say, okay, how many curl-ups do you need to do to pass? And they wouldn't know. If you have this tool, then they're going to know their numbers and they're more likely to achieve them. Achieve those numbers. Okay, next step. This can be all done on the very first day that you're introducing this when they have their notebook. Is have them number the pages, 1 through 20. So on the bottom of the very first page, put 1. Turn that page over and then write 2. And then on the next page, 3. All the way to page 20. Because the second page, so the, no, or page 3, the new clean sheet of paper behind the very first page, have them write table of contents. So this way you can have them find whatever log you're looking for. So we'll have a table of contents behind the first page or the next page, page three. And um, next I want to talk about pencils. So that if you do that the first time, you're set. Now how to go about with the pencil situation and PE. What I do is I get the crans de golf. So these are the miniature golf pencils, there's no eraser, and that way, and they're tiny, so odds are they're going to stick around with you because they're not going to look at that pencil and be like, this one's better than my pencil, I'm going to trade or take this with me because there's no eraser, and I keep it in a pencil box and a sharpener in there. So a pencil box, a sharpener, and crans de golf, mini golf pencils, and I can take that out with me when I each time I have PE, and I can have a student sharpen them as, okay, whoever gets out of the locker room first, you know, just go out and can you sharpen my pencils. And that way, the students don't need, to, don't need to remember to bring a pencil. You can have them keep their PE notebook in their locker. If you don't have lockers, uh, or you can have them, if you don't, then you can have them keep them in their backpack. Just remember to bring the PE class. I've also experimented with me keeping them. And I had like milk crates and I had, okay, period one, here's all the notebooks for period one and here are all the notebooks for period two. So I've gone both ways with me keeping the notebooks or them being responsible and having to keep them in their locker just to see if there's any big difference. You know, you, you can decide which one would be the best fit for your school, for your students. And he, I'm going to give you just to finish this off, examples of things that I track. And... It's, if you think about with teaching, you scaffold the material so that way it's easier for them to, um, it's taking the baby steps to complete the final task. If you look at a mile, at the school I was at where we had a field, five laps around the soccer field was a mile. So then I would have them track. I identified, I made this PDF, a spreadsheet, and I said, oh, if this is your goal time 
of, for example, 11-minute mile. This was your one-lap split time. And then I would have them staple that, let's say, on page five. I would ha actually it would be page four because when you open the notebook, on the left-hand side would be the even number. So page four, I would have them staple the split time. So it's a spreadsheet with the split times, and they can identify their mile time. So let's say I need to finish in 11 minutes. They find 11 minutes on the first column, and then go down the row, and it'll say lap one time equals, I forget what it was, maybe like, um, wait, what's 10 divided by 5, 2, let's say it was like 2 minutes and 10 seconds. And on the opposite page, the opposing page, so this is page 5, I would have them write down on the top, oh, one lap mile split times. And then they can put the, in the first entry, the first log, they put the date. They're writing this in manually. They put the date and then their one lap split time. And they can reference it to the spreadsheet that I had them either underline their row, circle their row, shade in their row lightly. And they can say, okay, my lap one time, I finished in one, minutes, one minute and 57 seconds. So, so far, I'm able to complete one lap in the healthy fitness zone, so scaffold, scaffolding it. And also on the title, I do write in there where it says the one lap split time, and then I can have them put equals two minutes and 10 seconds. So they know they have to beat that time. So now they can track their one lap, one lap runs. On the next page, I can have their two lap split times, and they can put equals four minutes and 20 seconds. And now they can start tracking their two lap split times. And by logging it, just going down each line, each new date is a new entry. Now they're able to look back at the previous time that they ran that lap or that they ran those two laps. And they can see, oh, I'm getting faster. Or, oh, I was a lot faster next time, last time. So I want to, next time I have this attempt, I'm gonna go a little faster because I know I could go faster. And before we go to the starting line, I tell them, find your fastest lap time. Tell your friend or tell the person next to you your fastest entry time. So your fastest one lap time, or if we're gonna run two laps. Tell your friend, tell the person next to you your fastest two lap time. So that way they have their number in their mind and they're trying to beat it. Um, one thing I will mention, this is not connected to the PE journal, but the reason why I can have them go to the starting line and have that number in mind is um, they can, during their lap, they can identify their speed, well, not their speed, but they can identify their pace or how much time is left. You can use a timer. I did not have a digital timer, as in um, a large one, a, one, a display where they can see it from the other side of the field. And we didn't have one that was battery powered it, and we weren't close to an extension. So what I did was, we did have a speaker box, cordless speaker box, so I recorded myself counting. So it would sound like this. One, two, three. I just stared at my stopwatch and I recorded my voice counting all the way up to 15 minutes. And when I blow the whistle, I would press play and then right when it was about to say one, I'll blow my whistle and they'll start running. I had my stopwatch, I had the speaker, so they can be far away from the corner and they can hear the time being counted. So that way they know if they're on pace or they need to go faster. And so that's what I would use to help you know, make the connection between their goal time 
and where they're currently at on their lap. So that's just one thing that you can do. Uh, I use GarageBand to record. I'm recording this podcast through GarageBand on my Mac. And most Mac, well, Macs would have a built-in speaker, so you can just use that. And more things that you can log. I, you can have them mile, uh, log their mile time, uh, their push-up log. And if they can do push-ups, I, I can, I'll have them write down, like in parentheses, on their knee. So that way, they, when they look at the number, they'll say, they can see that, okay, those 12 push-ups that I did were on my knee. You can have them just anything, curl-ups. If you can count it, you can measure it, you can log it. The other thing, I haven't gotten into this yet on any of these episodes, but I also have them do workouts. Just like CrossFit, if you're familiar with that, they have WODs, workout of the day, and many of those are, you can track, you, you can get a score. And this is another way I use this, is I'll have, let's say on page nine, on the table of contents, I'll put, they'll have the Hector WOD. On, so on page nine, they're gonna track each time they do the Hector workout, I'll explain that in a later podcast, they can write down their score. When they do in the future, they're going to try and beat their score. So you can use it for that also. Now, just a few more things before we end this episode. Um, the alternative that I've seen is you will have maybe a worksheet or let's say that you have them, something where you're having them track or write down or, or chart, and it's on a sheet of paper. And then you collect all the sheets of paper. Then you have to, at one point, hand them back all their papers and maybe give them a paper folder with those brass pins where they can feed it through the three rings or like the, the hole punches of a paper. And they can track it that way so that way they have their PE portfolio. Now, the problem with that is if you're going to give them a sheet of paper to write on, well, then you need to give them clipboards. Maybe you have access to a classroom and they can just use the desk. But the beauty of using this PE journal is they can be outside, they can be on the field, they can be on the numbers, and they can write directly on the paper because it's thick and so it's going to support itself. You're not going to need a clipboard. Also, if let's say you are someone who likes to, you have these worksheets already where you have them fill in, then that's great. You can still incorporate this fitness journal. What I would do when I'm printing out something for them is I'll print two copies per page. And so if you're holding up a paper, um, just like the notebook direction, rotate it, and then on the left you have that worksheet, and then on the right, another copy. So just print two copies per side. So two worksheets on the same side. And then all you have to do is cut them down the middle, and then now they can just staple this, they can staple the worksheet on one of the pages or tape them on there, and they can just fill in the worksheet on their notebook. They don't need clipboards, they can fill it in on there. You can put it in the table of contents and so they can refer to it. And that's how I incorporate when I have a worksheet or a form that I want them to complete then I can just print it out two per page, have them staple it or tape it onto the page, and then you're good. And last, I can, you can also incorporate math. If you're making these logs of their performance, then this is great because you can chart on graph paper. 
So what I've done too, you can just find just plain graph paper online and uh, just search graph paper or grid on Google and do the same thing. Get two of those and put two per page. And then, or actually, since it's a grid, it doesn't really matter that much. Um, so the, but what I did was I found a grid and I made an X and Y axis. Well, so I printed it and it had um, two per page. And then after I made that first copy, I drew a grid on there, X and Y axis. Access. I can put a title of the grid so I can fill in some of the information for them. For example, the mile. And I can put some dates on the bottom. And then once I had that one copy, then I just made a photocopy of, so I had one for all my students, and then I handed it to them. It's a chart or a graph, and it already had some of the items in there filled out for the, the items on the x-axis, the time on the y-axis, axis, and they just had to look at their chart and then put a dot for each date and also whatever their mile time was. So they can start practicing some of those. So incorporating some cross-curricular stuff on there. And as long as you print two per page, they will fit nicely when you cut them in half, fit nicely on your PE notebook. So this is a great tool. Hopefully it gives you some ideas. You can maybe figure out a system that works for you and for your students, for your school. But just having a way for them to track it will help them help get better buy-in in your fitness activities and also larger improvements, reach their goal, have a goal, know their goal. All those will make a difference in the performance of your students. So enjoy. Until next time, adios.